But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah, something yeah, that's something that's true. A little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's right, Brett Walsh. you got to execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's what we do here on this show. Welcome to the 9x9, ladies and gentlemen. 81 square meters of the best volleyball coverage on the internet for a very special episode. Uh, my name is Rob St. Clair. That is Everett DeLorme live from Toronto, Canada. It is Sunday, August 28th. It's weird doing this show not on a Tuesday, Everett. Mm. But it is right the midpoint right now of pool play at the 2022 Men's World Championship. And we are here to break down all the crazy drama from the first three days of action. A lot going on. Uh, there are half, half the pools have two of their three matches done. So we're starting to really put a, a little bit of a picture together of who's going to be moving on and what the seeds are going to look like. A lot to catch up on. I'm uh, looking forward to jumping into it. So uh, get active in the YouTube chat. Ask us your questions. And everyone, let's get into this thing, huh? Yeah, man, it's been a great three days already. Some fantastic matches. Haven't had any upsets yet. Was hoping for one today. It was we were really, really close to having a big upset today. Uh, but still, some great matches. And let's just start right at the top. Game number one, Cuba versus Brazil. I mean, we knew it was going to be a banger right off the top. These two countries have such a like rich volleyball history and are such a rich volleyball rivalry as well. And let's be honest, this is the first time that Cuba has been relevant in like what a decade. Since since that epic like 2010 World Championship final, and this one set the tone. Um, I'm gonna say it right now that I don't think I've ever seen a tournament where in the first few days we've had so many sets go over 30. Dude, right? it's like, nuts. I've, I, so like, many we've had three sets, three or four sets now that have gone over 30. But yeah, this first one was an absolute barn burner. Cuba came out swinging. They they came out gunning. They came out looking good. Brazil, not so much. And, it, you know, we talked about it a little bit in the preview show. Neither of us are really are, are we're, we're really confident in Brazil coming into this one. And they showed it, especially in those first 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 couple of sets. Um, notably, I wouldn't would say that Cuba was playing fantastically well. Right. I think that they were were missing some some aspects of their game. Um, Simone wasn't fantastic and wasn't really featured off it in, in the offense early. Um, and they kind of started going to him later, but still. Not not as much as I as I as I would have expected, um, and I still think that there's a room for improvements in Cuba's game. But in the third set, Brazil brings in Cachopa, and that's when everything changed. He just brings a different energy, a different rhythm, um, and it everything changed for for Brazil at that point. Wallace started going, and I think to me that that, that was that that was the big for, the big thing for for them in this opening match. Wallace started going; he was putting it up and. Man, it was it was a bomb burner. First set three or four were great, and then man, that fifth set, holy crap! Back and forth, so many times. I, I, I at one point it looked like Brazil was going to run away with it. Cuba comes all the way back. They push it to extras. Finally, Brazil closes it out, and it was it it was an all time epic match, no doubt about it. Like ridiculous, the best ridiculous. the best opening match of a world championship I've seen ever probably ever and yeah and, and boy did you see it i mean we you were up for like what 24 hours straight and did like a live youtube watch along here of uh, of that let, match let me, like crazy early friday morning <laughs> let me that tell one? you let me tell you this so actually my adventure started the night before uh on wednesday night it was uh my my girlfriend's birthday so you know as as you do we went out and 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 partied a little bit you know celebrated her, her birth had 
maybe a few too many uh, drinks uh, at my work where we, we went to go uh, hang out afterwards. Um, and then woke up super early, had stuff to do that day, went to work that night. So basically by the end of that live stream, I had been up for, for 22 hours, or 24 hours. Uh, and there's people like cheering for me in the chat for me to, for me to stay up. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a good way to, to watch a game. And, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it for, for every game, but it just, it worked out well. I was, I was already coming, I was coming home from work at that time and had a Red Bull and I was like, Hey, why not? Well, Hey, tomorrow morning for those of you early birds, uh, we've got another Canada game as we'll get into later. It's a must win. at I think five in the morning Eastern. So opportunities yeah, there, but anyway, back, back to Brazil and Cuba. I think that the Bruno era setting for Brazil is over. And I think that like, we'll, we'll talk about the match earlier today. I think their coaching staff is starting to agree. They gave Kachopa the start, and they look phenomenal. What a huge difference maker. And every, we were talking before the show, you said that he reminds you, Kachopa reminds you of Bruno from 10 years ago. So much. The way he moves, his mannerisms, the way he sets the ball, like he does the, the two-footed hop where his feet are close together, and then the way he delivers his back sets as well, uh, too. It's just so reminiscent of Bruno. You can tell he grew up watching Bruno, right? Yeah. And he he imitates him so much. It's like Kobe Bryant to Michael Jordan out there. Just just the way he moves is is everything. But he just brings in such a youthful exuberance. He's what, like 20, 25? And he's a guy that I've seen for a while. Now I remember him years ago um, playing for uh, for Brazil at a Pan Am Cup that we did a live stream for on the uh, the old channel. And he was the the starting setter back then, and he just has always oozed confidence and ease. And it's really fun to see that that transition happening finally for 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 Brazil. Yeah, I think it's about time. And like like you said, like bringing him in off the bench, you got to give Rodriguinho credit as well. Uh, Kachopa's Sada Crucero teammate came in for Lucarelli in that third set against Cuba and played well. Didn't have to score that much, but he was he he was there. He was solid. Uh, but the play of Wallace, like you said, uh, I mean, he retired from the national team last year. But then when Alan Sousa got hurt during VNL, we're like, okay, yeah, they might need to bring, they might need to bring uh, Skinny Boy Drake off the, out of retirement and into World Championships. Sure enough, there he is, and uh, he's. I mean, Brazil will only go as, as far as Wallace can probably take them. Sure enough, led in scoring. Let's see, twenty four points against Cuba, uh, twenty one for thirty four, only four errors attacking. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, and he was he was really good, and you could tell that uh, when Kachopa came in, there was just a bit of an energy. Like even today, I saw them on, on a point that wasn't even them. Uh, Leal got a, a kill on the left side, and then afterwards, Kachopa and and Wallace like dapped each other up and had a little handshake, and I was like, "Oh, chemistry's looking good over there," and I I, I really like to see it. And I know it's early, but I may have changed my opinion on on Brazil. But at this point, it feels like betting against like it's like betting against the New England Patriots. Yeah, right? we, you, you want to do it. You want to do it because they've been so good for so long. But then you just know that they're going to come back. Yeah, sure enough. Yeah, we were both dead wrong about Brazil in the preview show. They look great so far. Uh, but the fact that Cuba grabbed the point out of this, as we'll talk about later, as we kind of look at the standings, Cuba grabbing a point from Brazil is big. <laughs> even though they couldn't finish out uh, being up two sets to none. Grabbing a point is big. Brazil, who will almost definitely win the pool, I mean, they're, they're, but they won't have nine points when they do it. They'll probably only have eight. So that's going to be a big deal down the line. So Cuba definitely deserves some credit. Um, that they, I mean, we'll talk about their match today a little bit later on, but Cuba's got a big showdown coming up versus Japan. That's really yeah. going to tell me a lot. Absolutely. Dude, I kind of I like this dynamic of every point mattering. 
and oh, every, every so little much. thing mattering because it's it's not only for that that third place matchup, but it's all all the way through. I kind of like it how how that's working and um, yeah, it's just like an interesting d- dynamic that I'd never really thought about, and it's re- I think it's really adding a lot to games because it's it's really important to to win cleanly. Every set matters so so much, and we'll talk about that at the, towards the end of the show as we look at the standings. Uh, elsewhere in Pool B that day, Japan beat Qatar. Uh, that's that was expected. We're not cool. going to spend very much time talking about it. Yeah, whatever. So let's move on to Pool C uh, on Friday's matches, uh, where my United States of America hit a blistering 584 as a team in a three-set sweep of Mexico. There's not really that much more to say about this. Of course, the U.S. is going to beat Mexico, but 584 as a team. That's uh, that's pretty spicy. Yeah, uh, I won't lie. You guys are looking real good to me. Yeah. Like, you know having having watched you uh, in this one and then to, earlier today against Bulgaria uh, there's something about your your team right now and it just seems like you guys are are rolling nicely it's 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 fun to watch yeah so we'll talk about the USA more uh, when we talk about the aforementioned Bulgaria match from earlier today but we got past Mexico as everyone expected we I do want to spend some time talking about Poland beating Bulgaria though because How about that first set eh oh my that goodness dream. 25 to 12 it, unbelievable it, it, that if that wasn't a statement, I don't know what is. Oh, right. That was statement. that was a statement from Poland being like, "Hey, we're here. We're not going to f this up again. Like we're going we're going three for three for three three for three. We may not be Olympic champions. We may may not be VNL champions. Hell, we may not even be European, European champions. <laughs> but we're going to go three for three for in the, at the World Championships and do something that only Brazil has done before. They jumped on Bulgaria in a way that I'm not sure I've ever seen. They targeted Alex Nikolov so hard. They made him so uncomfortable. They served him relentlessly. They overloaded the block towards him. They completely took the young 18-year-old phenom out of the game, and there was nothing that Bulgaria could really do after that. And I mean, I mean, if you watch the previous show, I, I called that Bulgaria was going to win this match in five. I couldn't have been more wrong. Poland came out and completely set the tone from serve one. I think it was like... Ace stuff block transition kill like I think they were up. Blair Lambert put together that little that yeah. great little clip of 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 all of it, and they basically Same. hit every single player. Everyone got a touch in the first few ten points. They scored aces. They got blocks, and is it was Poland. Poland was here to play. Also, quick correction: Italy has gotten a three peat as well too. Italy got yeah, in the nineties in, in the nineties. Brazil in the two thousands, and then Poland in the twenty tens. Holy crap! That's uh. That's some legacy stuff. Right yeah, there. it's wild because that that's that's a tournament that spans eight years, and there's a lot that can change in volleyball for eight years. So if you're going to three-peat at the World Championships, it is a very big deal. That's now, 12 years. I mean, well, 2014 to 2022, it's like bookended. It's it's eight years with three tournaments in between. But, I mean, it kind of leads up to it in a cycle okay, that's yeah, longer you're right, than you're that. Right, you're right, you're right. I mean, Sorry. we're not going to go ahead and give the trophy to Poland just yet, but the way, no, that they, no. the way that they came out and played on Friday, was it was pretty convincing. It really was. Hundred uh, percent. And I mean, we we don't really have to spend that much more time on that pool. Agreed. You want to move on to pool D? Yeah. Let's let's just let's just keep it rolling. Okay. Uh, the only match that was notable in pool D on Friday, I mean, obviously Slovenia was going to beat Cameroon at home, but France versus Germany. Uh, it, it's three zero. Yeah, but you see the set scores in sets two and three go into extra points. What that doesn't tell you, in case you didn't watch the match, Germany had a lead in the second set. It was 23 to 16, 23 to 16, and they blew it. And then 22 to 19 in the third, and they blew that one too. And I know that Linus Weber didn't play. 
He's got his hand taped up in a big way. We didn't see him at all. They ran three outside hitters. They put Moritz Karlitzek at opposite, and he actually looked okay. Mm-hmm. But to, to not win from up 23 to 16 is among the worst blown leads I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I mean, it honestly doesn't surprise me much, though. Like <laughs> Just the way the, those two teams play. Like Germany is a team that really gets by on their system. They're, they're very good systematically, and, and they're very good, especially this German team, too. And like, I really think that they're missing their identity without a player like Rozier, right? And that, yeah. like, you know, like we just saw the golden era of German with of, of German volleyball, like Grozier was their guy and they don't have a guy like that anymore. And everyone could do a little bit, but it, it's just not enough at the end of the day. Whereas no. France is a team that just kind of goes with the, with the flow, you know, they're happy to just drift down the river because they know when it comes to the, comes to the time that they can just put the pedal to the metal. And I mean, we'll talk about today's match in a, in a little bit, but that this is obviously exact the same thing. The exact same thing, right? This is a team that can turn on like like that so quickly. And that's what makes them so dangerous because they're so skilled. And when they start rolling, they start rolling and it's hard to stop them. It's nearly impossible to stop them. And I mean, the, they France deserves a lot of credit for coming back from down 23-16 and, and getting that one done. They've, they've pulled off a couple big comebacks since this golden era of french volleyball we've seen over the last year or two but i mean germany what a huge missed opportunity and you're right even though like linus faber isn't quite at the level that peak yergi grozer was not having him on the court changes that team's identity completely and they hung in they hung in there okay with like a weird lineup Uh, lucas Kampa coming back looked good but if faber can't play this tournament i don't really think germany has a chance and it's not going to get any easier for them because they still have to play slovenia no and i mean in this one it was just they were killing them everywhere. You had three guys in double digits in, in this one. Like no, no clear leader. Like Karlovchuk led, led the match, but then you had Engelbeth, Klevno, and Patry <coughs> all chipping in. I don't know what's up with me today. You're dying over there. <laughs> I'm really coughing. Uh, just choking, choking on air. Um, but choking yeah, I mean, harder than Germany did in that second set. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, debatable. Hey, right. So you know, like this, we know this French team is good, and as soon as you're playing them, if a little bit of doubt creeps in your head, they're going to exploit oh, it. And you know, oh, that's right? so you well. You know said. that they just start running, and then like Engelbert's going to start running his mouth a little bit, and they're going to get a little bit cocky. The boys on the bench are going to start are start running their mouths a little bit, and at that point, I think you see Germany's knees start to tremble a little bit totally uh if, if you if you're in the water and you bleed ever so slightly the shark that is france will smell that and they will come after you even if they're i mean seven points down late in the set so uh yeah crazy one there but big for the standings for france to get that done in three and for three points so yeah uh, that's about it for friday really uh, yeah. i want to move on to saturday 100 percent. move on to saturday i mean friday was a bit of other than that germany or cuba uh cuba brazil game there wasn't anything yeah, everything on. else was a sweep that day and i mean Kind of the same thing here in, in in Pool A. I did get to watch a little bit of Tunisia and Puerto Rico, and you know what? I thought Puerto Rico was was going to be pretty good coming in going coming to this one, but they did not look good at all, at all. Yeah, and, rough. They got destroyed by Tunisia without their best player. Yeah, and it like Lawrence just didn't look good. Lawrence did not look good uh, during this one. And I mean, I kind of get it. Like he's, here's a young guy. He's, I, I don't even know his age. Like he was still at LBSU last year. Right. And it just, 
it wasn't it wasn't there. Only five kills uh, for Lawrence. He's supposed to be their 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 big gun on the right side. Uh, five for seventeen with seven errors uh, for for Clisson Lawrence. And sorry, no, he's not. But he's not even twenty years old. He's nineteen years yeah. old here. So he'll get um, there. This this is a big stage, and I mean, kind of like we saw with Alex Nikolov on day one. Like you can be an immensely talented prospect, but. It was it was a nice reminder this World Championship so far that there's levels to this game, Everett. There, there really, really are. Having been there before, having like understood what it is like to be on a stage like that in a really, really meaningful tournament, that really goes a long way. Yeah, and absolutely. And to be honest, I think Puerto Rico just doesn't have it right now. No, they they've got potential there with Clistan Lawrence, but he's still 19 years old, and he's got to he's got to get a little bit better. Once again, from what we understand, he's going to be probably going to Milano um, this this year and and working with them. So that's going to be huge. But right now, things not looking so good for Puerto Rico. Yeah, and good for Tunisia getting that one done. That's probably going to be their only win, and I don't really have that much more to say about them, especially uh, without Wasim Bentara. No, yeah, absolutely. But the then the other one in Pool A was way more competitive than oh, I yeah. think any anyone thought. Just honestly, it's just another reminder of why we need to let Oleg Potnitsky free. Like he had his time at at Perugia. Someone else needs to pick him up. He, he needs, needs to come off the bench because he needs to start somewhere. He is a super like a quality outside. He bombs serves in the baseline. He passes well. He's shifty on the left side. Like. He was he was going he was it was basically him against Serbia. No, 15 no disrespect. for twenty eight. Yeah, fifteen for twenty eight attacking only two errors. That's like forty five percent efficiency. That's amazing. Especially when everyone knows the ball's going there. Hundred percent. Right. He had seventeen points. The next highest guy, Tupchi, had nine. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 unbelievable what what he he's able to do, and it's such a shame he wastes away on the Perugia bench during <laughs> during during the season and hey it is interesting on this one right push pushed Serbia in the first, first set they were competitive in in sets two and three obviously this Serbian team is much more than this Ukrainian team can handle I mean let's be honest this Ukrainian team didn't even qualify for this event they did get you know allotted in afterwards and they they had a pr- pretty decent showing uh at the 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 qualification for it but uh yeah it was it was an entertaining one uh, that's at the very least. Yeah, but the result is huge. The fact that Serbia got this done 3-0, now that they that was their hardest match in the pool by far, they're going to go play Tunisia and Puerto there's a really good chance that Serbia goes 9-0 and in sets. Absolutely. And if they, and if they do that, they're going to get an extremely high seed. Like, it'll be probably between them and Italy and, like, maybe the U.S., which we'll talk about later, uh, battling for seeds 3 through 5. We'll talk about seeding more, but this was a huge one for Serbia to get done. Three yep. points and 100%. the set and the set ratio because Ukraine had chances in that first set and they couldn't quite get it done. Absolutely, and that's one thing to remember too about an event like this is that draw matters so much, oh, right? Tough. And if you have the the luck of having a great draw of having a high seed, and you know that just sets the everything up for you. And you're you're absolutely right. This is going to be absolutely massive uh, for Ukraine that they got out. Nice and clean with a three a three nothing uh, win and haven't dropped a set. Yeah, and uh, Andrew in the chat, you're right. Uh, Atanasievich not quite so good, and Ivovic and Kovacevic both were good. It was like the Serbian team that won. They won a World League in there. They won a Eurovolley in there. Like they've looked good with this core. But just like we said in the preview show, Everett, this team is gonna their the depth of their run through the bracket is gonna be determined by how Atanasievich plays. And the nice thing for them now is that they get two easy matches. They don't necessarily have to play him, just like you were saying last week. Yeah, absolutely right. They've they've got two easy matches. Serbia's got depth, 
Petkovic isn't my favorite player, no. but is he good enough to beat Puerto Rico and Tunisia in his sleep? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. So it's, it, it's a no brainer for me. Rest on Tenisievich, puff up Pe- Petkovic's uh, chest a little bit, make him think he's, he's really, really good. So when he comes off the bench in that double sub or in, in, uh, from the baseline, he has some confidence from playing in in this event, and I think that might go a long way for Serbia, especially in the later rounds. Yeah, very well said. Uh, let's move on to Pool E, uh, a very notable pool for Everett, obviously. But before we get to Canada, Turkey destroyed China. They destroyed them. It was never even close, and I was really surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch this match. Um, it was early, and I didn't really feel like going back and, and watching it because, A, uh, I don't really want to watch China play and B um, I, I don't think watching Turkey play China is a indication whatsoever of, of how they're going to do. Um, so yeah, China just no, no uh, Zhang Xuan. The, they just don't have, have the guys, right? Like they just don't have the guys and Lagunjo was, was good. He feasted, he, he, he feasted on China and uh like what was his numbers here? Seventeen for twenty-two, only two two wow. errors and three continues. <laughs> That's he crazy. Seventy-seven, seventy-seven percent like uh, uh, kill percentage, like in that damn high efficiency. Like what? Like a sixty percent efficiency. That's so unbelievable. Um, yeah, just just it just really shows how much how much they dominated and how I mean fifteen, nineteen, fourteen, just. It, it, it enough said right there enough yeah. said but like like we've said about turkey we've we've even Adis Lagunja in particular he's been outstanding at the beginning of tournaments outstanding at the beginning of seasons and then the later it goes the harder of a time he has to sustain that level of production so obviously a great start but how like you're not going to hit 70 percent efficiency for the whole tournament no obviously ab- uh, absolutely not i mean hell they're not they, they play to italy tomorrow we all we all know yeah, what's going to happen yeah, well, uh, right and let's and let's be honest too this is a team that their last outing before this they lost to denmark so yeah they had a little bit a <laughs> l- little bit something to prove uh prove here yeah so uh yeah china nothing really to say i mean john got shut down and that was it so yeah. uh, they've, they've got a bounce back chance versus canada tomorrow we'll talk about that uh, in just a second i don't see that going very well for the chinese Everett, let's talk about Canada. Uh, Italy 3-0 Canada, one of the longest sets I've ever seen, 39-37 in the third. A lot yeah. of lineup, it, weird lineup things. Uh, dig into this. Uh, g- give me the Canadian perspective on the loss to Italy, which even though we kind of expected it, uh, what, what can we take away from this Canadian performance? Oof. I mean, this was a bit of a roll. Even though it was such a short match, it was a bit of a roller coaster match of the emotions. <laughs> yeah, Mostly for trying to defend myself from the Discord throughout the entirety of it. Uh, it's it's always funny how the biggest trolls come from the the countries that have terrible teams. Yeah, um, funny how that, that works. Huh? That that are not relevant whatsoever. <laughs> but I digress. Um, yeah, it started really ugly. I won't lie. Like it was tough to watch. Uh, first two sets were bad. Obviously, first set was terrible. Second set was a little bit better, but like still a failing grade. And then by the third, you know, we started to play that identity, right? Like I, I want to be very clear that sets two and one and two are not the identity of this team. And it's not the level of volleyball that we should expect. And that's exactly what, you know, we heard from Benjo when we heard heard from him after the after the second set. That this is a that like they they needed to play better and they did. Um now before we we jump into kind of the positives, you've talked about the 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 roster. Now we we mentioned injuries, right? We we know that Stephen Marr is is has is has been out. He's 
you know, coming back from someone, something we know that Hogue has been questionably healthy all, all throughout the summer. And I think it was just one of those ones that we know we don't need to beat Italy, right? That is not a must win game for team Canada. Um, this team looks a little bit different than they did at VNL. You've got a guy like, you know, Stephen Marshall, who hasn't been, been around really obviously he's been training with the team, but this is his first real competition with, with them. Eric Lepke is, is back kind of a, a, at full force. And then the big thing too, is that you have Derek Epp as, as your starting setter, right? And this is a guy that, yes, he did play at the 2019 world cup, but other than that, he was playing for Trinity Western last year. And that's a big, it's a tall ask. Like how many other rookie setters do you have uh, in, in, in this event right now? None. Um, yeah, great point. I can't think of one, right? Like, like that, that, that hasn't happened. And like, this is, he's a guy who like, I don't think he even started any matches in VNL. I think he just, he just came off the bench. So yeah, early on things were ugly. And to be perfectly honest, Italy is just a terrible matchup for us right now because yeah. they are such a highly skilled team. They bomb surfs from that baseline. We are pretty terrible passing team at the moment. Um, and we couldn't put enough pressure on them uh, offensively, and they block the crap out of the ball. Um, 14 blocks in three sets. Yeah, it was ugly. And, I mean, we it, starting with with, uh, with Riley Barnes and Eric Lepke, I really got a sense that it was like kind of like, hey, let's just see what happens here. Let's, let's just go for it. We need to rest our other guys, and, you know, we, we know we're probably going to lose, but – we need to rest or we need to rest our other guys. I kind of have a sense and I have no, like I didn't text anyone about this, nothing. This is just my sense. But I had a sense that after watching for two sets, Mar was chomping at Benjo's heels and was just like, just put me in, right? Yeah. Just put me in. We can't, we, we can't do this anymore. We, we, we can't be this team anymore. This is not who, who we are. Um, I was surprised a little bit at first that he picked Lepke to, to take out instead of uh, Barnes, but then looking at the stats, Lepke was pretty horrible in this one. I won't lie. Three for 14 with six errors uh, nice. and five continues. Um, and he kind of got served off the court as, as well too, was, was just getting a blocked, uh, blocked quite a bit. And Barnes wasn't great, but at least he's, he was doing a little bit better. Um, and then things changed. They also brought in Lucas Van Burkle, to be honest, probably should have been in there, there from the start. Just provides a bigger blocking pre uh, presence uh, up there, and we weren't passing well enough to be able to utilize Jackson Howe uh, on, in, in his first Temple offense, uh, especially since like Van Burkle's been there. He's played at Olympic Games. He's played you know at, at, at high levels before. And then finally in the third set, you started to see this identity this team you started them to see them to be a little bit scrappy finally getting some blocks on the board finally doing some things that that we expect from from team canada volleyball finally getting some aces some good rallies and i mean hey we even had the lead at a few points we had set point a, a few times italy missed an incredible amount of serves and i don't think i've ever seen a tournament where so many serves been missed uh argentina iran had oh, 60 my. missed serves that was ridiculous which was like what was going what but, uh, you know, anyways, um, and, you know, they, they were letting us off the hook a little bit. A lot of what continued that match, especially in the later stages, was Italy missing their serve on match point. Um, but all that being said, the third set was a much better indication of what this team can be and, and, and should look like. And um, a better taste in your mouth moving forward to matches coming up, like tomorrow morning, that are extremely, extremely important. So it's actually kind of nice that you got the Italy match out of the way first. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
Hundred absolutely, and I, I was saying that in the Discord. I was saying that both in the channel FIVB and uh, and um, Canada channels. And, yeah, yeah, the Canada channels. That hey, it's good that we play Italy first, right? We get to get get in there, get our feet wet, and basically a match that means nothing. I really wanted us to take that third set, not thinking that like, oh, this can spur in a comeback. Just be like, hey. We got a set that's going to help us in the points eventually, uh, but you know, still losing by two is 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 better than losing a, you know, 25, uh, 25, 13. 13. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Steve and Marshall got to get some real game action for the first time in a long time since his his, his surgery, and the first time in for a while since well, with with the national team. Um, you know, Derek Epp got got to get his feet wet. We got to see some uh, some other guys, and yeah, I I'm expecting a much better performance from team canada tomorrow morning against china it's gonna be at 5 a.m eastern time so eastern time so maybe you're coming back from the bar if you're on the west coast and if you're gonna be like me you're gonna get up nice and early to uh to 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 watch but rob you and i were talking about it we just match up so much better against china china's not a good serving team we're not a great passing team but we can just feast you know this is a game to start jackson Howe. this is a game to just unleash him get some good highlights going get the boys feeling good to get ready for an absolutely massive matchup with turkey on uh, on wednesday that's very well said. I think your schedule, the, the 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 draw and the pool that you got, but then the schedule and like the order of the games that Canada has is pretty favorable. And yeah, it's, I, it's, I have, it's ideal. It's, it's the perfect. most ideal. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on the Italian side, nine, uh, they're almost definitely going to go nine and zero in sets now. I mean, they they got that that crazy overtime one done in the third against Canada. Now there's no way they drop a set to China. Maybe Turkey grabs one from them, but maybe uh, yeah. Italy Italy is looking at a pretty darn high seed as well if they can. Uh, like two more sweeps and there it'll be between like them and Serbia on point ratio to who gets the three seed. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but just to start Italy was looking for uh, the, the last couple matches on Saturday, uh, Netherlands beat Egypt. Okay, cool. Nothing really to talk about there, but that second one ever just alluded to it a second ago, Argentina versus Iran, crazy five setter, uh 21, 19 Iran takes it in the fifth, another game after 30 of uh, 34, 32 in the fourth, but Everett, like you said, errors and service errors in particular, 60 of them, 60 mm-hmm. service errors combined, 36 by Argentina with only yeah. three aces. And Argentina led in every other category. Uh, Augustine Loser had eight blocks, which is absolutely ridiculous. 14 blocks as a team to Iran's three, but they gave away 36 free points from the baseline. And you just, you just can't do that, even against a team like Iran who – is like big and physical and like really just kind of fiery. You have to make them play the ball in, in order to have a, a chance to beat them. They gave them way too much for free. And it was painful to watch it for some points. It was. And honestly, Basil in the chat is saying, I was bored of my mind watching them. And I was, I agree. It was, it was a boring match to watch. Yes. It, yes. It went 21, 19 in, in the fifth. And there was some great matches, but overall the flow of the match kind of sucked. Yeah. Right. J- just to be straight up 60 missed serves. That's, that's so much, so much. Like you, you what? Like I, I ran scored, 130 total points 130 total points like what a quarter of those came from from argentina's missed serves crazy like it, it, it was it was just so much um and 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 a little too much if it would have been such, such a great match and it's two teams that are so similar they've got two of the best right sides in the game who are really trying to establish themselves in that new generation of of right sides who are two big body bangers um 
But to me, it was really, really interesting for Iran, Iran, how they didn't release Amin. Like there's yeah. so many times in transition where they would go back to Abadapur or go back to um, uh, what's his face? Why am I Sharifi? Uh, Sharifi the other outside. I, I don't understand. Like there's so many times when they were making bad sets, like side sets for Sharifi to get, see a ball coming over his shoulder. Whereas it means like getting ready and the, the, the libero was lined up to set to the right side. It just didn't make sense to me what some of these, these decisions were being made. And someone said in the discord at some point that uh, Iran is the best dumb team. And <laughs> I kind I of like agree. That. They yeah. just make dumb, like they make Ferrari level, dumb strategy, uh, stat- strategy mistakes. Um, and, and they still got, got away with this they, one because Argentina gave them so many free points. 36 yeah. damn serves. You're, you're 36 talking. damn serves. Is that the worst ace to error ratio you've ever seen in a game? Uh, one to three 12, to 36. Yes. That's so bad. That's, that's terrible. So bad. Right. And like, uh, you're, you're talking brutal. about you're talking about number of attempts. Uh, Ibadapur had 30, Sharifi 32, and Amin only 32. So that and that's just not not a good distribution of that particular offense. And so you're right. They're they're just kind of the best. But most, also like, like Sharifi came off the bench. Yeah, it's found you starting on on the left side and wasn't that. good. Uh, and and, and, and efficiency. Was, yeah, exactly. Right. And he he took like seven seven swings for them and. Uh, yeah, you know, like weird. It, it was it was weird how there's so many opportunities. Like, yeah, give it to Amin. Give it to Amin. Why aren't we giving it to Amin? It was it it was it was bad. It, Basil it, in the chat, uh, Iran. No thoughts, just vibes. <laughs> I no thoughts, like that. just vibes. <laughs> I, I I really like that. I think we're gonna have to start using that. <laughs> no thoughts, just vibes. But one thing I did like about this match was that it was a little spicy. There was oh, a little bit yes. talking back and forth and. They just didn't really give out any cards. I kind of liked it. Let the boys talk. Let them chirp. Let them run their mouths. These are once again these these are two teams that are so similar in their style of play, and they both they're both very like stereotypically passionate people. Like Iranians and and Argentinians, they're known for their passion. So I was like, yeah, let the sparks fly. We have a net between us. Like in basketball, football, hockey, soccer, literally everyone. Like guys are face to face and talking so much trash. Just let the boys talk. Let the boys talk. None of them really speak the same language, anyways. Like you've got Spanish and uh, what would be Farsi, Farsi yeah. um, for Iran, right? And let just let the boys talk. Let let them run their mouths. We love it, right? Let, I, I a little bit of that. entertainment. Yeah, I really liked that part. And it, it just you know thinking back the last decade of moments in volleyball that that come to mind that where that sort of thing happens where it gets a little spicy. Who's the common thread in that? Uh, it seems to be Iran. We, we yeah. know about the Iran versus Poland rivalry. Yeah, they're just a, a fiery, fiery people. Like Key Michael on last week's show is saying, they they kind of have this like they, they approach it like they're going to war. Like they're so intense. Like their their intensity level is just ridiculous, and that's makes it really fun to watch. And also plays into the fact that they're like a no thoughts, just vibes team. I really like no that. No thoughts, just vibes. I do like that. I will. One thing I do want to add. One last thing to, about Iran, and that I was very impressed by Abadapur. And yeah. he's wearing the bar now. He's the captain. Tukte was running his mouth, and uh, at one point, like Tukte, Tukte got a, a card for it, and Abadapur was talking to him. And you could see that Tukte was talking back, and Abadapur was like, "No, mm-hmm. you know, like, and and really, really working with him." And you know, you've seen a lot of turnover from from this roster, and Abadapur is one of those few guys who r- remains from this once again golden generation of Iranian volleyball where they've really established themselves on the world scene. And Abadapur, I think, is doing a very, very good job at transferring that culture and that knowledge to the younger generation for Iran.
That's very well said. And yeah, on the Argentina side, I mean, they're, they're, they've got question marks at second outside hitter. Uh, Vicentine came in, and I thought he was decently good. Uh, no Palacios, at least we didn't see him. Um, but they, they just got to serve the ball better. And if they do that, they're gonna they're, they really have a chance in this pool still. I mean, they're going to get Egypt. That's a free win. And, and they, they have the Netherlands, who's an interesting matchup. But th- this, this seems like a missed opportunity for Argentina, which is 100%. Give- Giving absolutely points was. away, giving them away absolutely. for free. Absolutely was. But for me, like to wrap up this pool, because we don't really need to talk about Egypt versus Netherlands no. at all. No. But this is three very similar teams to me, right? I, I think I think Argentina and Iran are a little bit fuller around their opposites than uh, the Netherlands are. But then you have Namir as the opposite for the Netherlands. So uh, the next, like, there's there's so much better volleyball to come from from uh, from Pool F. I, yeah. I'm really excited for I it. I think that the Netherlands and, and Iran are really really similar. I think the difference in Argentina they they have they have the opposite in Bruno Lima, who's not quite the level of that guy that you know Namir and Amin are, but, but they have they have, but they, they have to Checo exactly. They have to Checo and they have Conte so and Lozair and Lozair. So they have more options to the other positions. They just aren't as good at scoring points on serve that that's looking at vnl that was my my big takeaway from argentina is they really struggle to get break points because they're a good side out team but other than a, a few aces here and there and when, when Loser get, gets on blocking runs as a team they don't do they don't do as much like defensive transition offense they like they don't generate break points that way as much as a team of their skill set should in my opinion so and that's where like a namir and an amin and like like just overpowering serving from the other two teams in that pool can kind of make up for their lack of depth around them. And it makes this pool really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be one of the most intriguing pools uh, moving forward. And as I said, it's definitely going to be one that I'm watching tomorrow. Agreed. All right, let's move on to today's matches. <laughs> uh, Sunday. Sunday's matches are starting off this morning. Cuba beat Qatar. They did drop a set. We'll see if that come back, comes back to bite them. I don't think it will because they still got three points. Not really much to say about this one. But Brazil versus Japan. Beat down. Not even close. 21-18-16. Like, smoked them. Japan's team attack efficiency, 141 only. And Brazil with Cachopa as the starting setter for all three sets. 350 as a team. Just a good matchup for Brazil. They're skilled, but they're way bigger than Japan. And they have seen this movie before. And they knew how to shut down Nishida Nishikawa. Um, this was def- the definition of no thoughts, just vibes. Um, <laughs> because it seemed at first that Japan was running. I mean, Nishida had two aces in the first three points. It, it, they were looking good and had the had the lead most of the first set. And... Brazil just sat back, were patient, and then they just pounced. And they pounced at the end of the, the, you know, kind of midway through to the end of the first and just didn't look back after that. And they look good. They put pressure on from the baseline. They pass well. They're running a crisp offense. Kachopa's doing a great job. Once again, once again, they have just a vibe right now that just it makes the, the volleyball look effortless. And, I, I mean, they made they made Japan – look like a lesser Clueless. team they made yeah. they, like especially in that that third set they made japan look like a team that could potentially get like get knocked out you know obviously they're not going to go home three but japan did not look good uh in this one and, and brazil was just fire, firing on all cylinders and to be honest i think it was just more of a thing that brazil just kept on imposing themselves more and more and more throughout this game and nothing in japan worked and it was just kind of like what do we do yeah, they, and then they didn't have any answers. I mean, Yuandi Leal, 13 for 27 with zero errors. 
That's such a good sign for Brazil to have him like plus two blocks and two aces. You couldn't imagine a better stat line for your big physical outside hitter who sometimes struggles with control, both passing and attacking. Couldn't have been a better stat line for him. Passed the ball well. Um, amazing attacking numbers. Wallace, 11 for 20. Above 50% kill rate is outstanding. And you're right. They, they imposed their will, and it felt like Japan was hopeless, which is a feeling that you don't often get from that team. No, definitely not. And uh, I, I obviously expected Japan to to bounce back. But let's be honest, this was not the Brazil that you and I were expecting after we saw after what we saw at the VNL, you know, after what we've we've been hearing uh, uh, about them. But they look good. They look good. They, I think they're definitely right in the race to be to be right up there. And I mean, like they just got their two hardest games tucked away. Oh, yeah. Right? So, so they're obviously going to beat Qatar, but uh, yeah. but because, like I said earlier, because Cuba took those two sets from them, they're the most they can finish with is eight points, which we expect that they will. So they're going to get a seed in like the six to seven range, probably, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be a very scary matchup because six to seven, like if they get the sixth seed, they're going to play probably Italy or Serbia in the second round, and they're going to be that match is going to be good. I, I would probably pick Brazil just after how they've looked the first two days and boy have they proved us wrong from our takes last week yeah i mean against brazil or teams like serbia or italy i think i'm definitely taking brazil right now and i mean let's be honest they just pumped us but i wasn't over <laughs> overly impressed by italy and i'm not sure that they're going to have another the same magic that they had last fall that they're going to have this fall i agree with that so uh we'll talk about standings later in that pool but yeah brazil being japan was very very impressive let's move on to pool c and speaking of things that are impressive, Everett, I got to say it. My United States look pretty freaking good. We look pretty good. Yeah, we, look, we look pretty darn good, dude. You guys look, <laughs> look good. Pretty good. You guys look good. It's um, th- there was you, know, you guys were clicking today, um, and especially in that that third set where it looked like it looked like you know maybe Bulgaria was going to come back. It looked like they were going to push for it, and like, hey, let's let's push for a fourth set. Let's see if we can make things interesting, and then just like France against Germany it was just like, no, we're not going to do that. Let's just shut the door and, 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 and this right here because we need the points and we wanted to go home and sleep. And, and it worked. And even so the, the one thing to come out of this match that concerns me a little bit is that Micah Christensen did not play in the third set. So he went to the bench, Josh Tuaniga set the whole third, which I was surprised by. And I've, I've tried to figure out after the fact what the deal is. Most, most of the feedback I got was that Micah is going to be just fine. He can play on Tuesday. Like, no worries. So mm-hmm. that was good. But Bulgaria, they, they, they led 22-20 in the second and 22-19 in the third. And it was, I, don't, I wouldn't say it was Bulgaria throwing it away either of those times, but it, I think the U.S. really deserves all the credit for those comebacks that they made. You're right. It was, it was, Absolutely. It was like we saw with France. They flipped the switches when they needed to. They understood the urgency of getting every set that you can, which is at more of a premium in this tournament than maybe any other I've ever seen. So they get that, and they were so clutch and Eric Shoji deserves all the credit in the world. The dude is so good. So nails on serve receive, but the digs that he made in those comebacks in sets two and three were essential. We couldn't, we, we would not have won this match three zero if it weren't for Eric Shoji. No, absolutely. He was outstanding. This one just all over the place, controlling the, the, the back of the floor. And he was really, truly in, in this one. He showed the worth of why having a libero out there is so oh, important. Amazing. He, he controlled the, the game on the back end that really helped deflate, uh, deflate uh, this Bulgarian team. 
It was a huge service run by TJ to Falco to bring it back in the third as well. Big, like, coming out party and a big moment for him to go back to the line, rip a couple aces, put a lot of pressure on, really got us back into that game against set point. I think it was 24-21, and uh, TJ went back and got three in a row. It was huge. DeFalco's just a dude that I feel almost has no ceiling to how good he can get, right? Oh, and he, I know. He, he keeps on just, just growing and growing and going further and further, and it's just like every single time I watch him now, it's just like, damn. Right, he just he just approaches the 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 game in such a fluid and free free front fun way. Honestly, this is like this is big comparisons here, and I'm this may be a pop, uh, but he kind of reminds me of Jiba in certain ways. Like, there's a lot of diff differences, but there's also a lot of similarities. But I think the way that they move around the game, they like both are are very slow with their initial steps and very soft, and then the last ones are real hard, real real Crazy, explosive, explosive, real aggressive, and That's it allows well them yeah. to just watch the game unfold around them as opposed to trying to like push the game at a certain tempo they're letting the tempo of the game come to them and adjust their game their game around it and it just allows them to see overall and it's just watching tj defalco right now it really is a treat it's fun man and you're absolutely right that who knows how high his ceiling can be he's so ridiculously skilled he's got one of the best arms in the world and crazy physical despite being six five maybe which is a good size for an outside hitter so uh yeah the sky's the limit for this kid and we need him <laughs> we really need him and uh, across from aaron russell and then with the versatility of matt anderson being able to hit in so many different positions this usa offense looks awfully awfully good so i'm stoked i'm just really happy with the composure that we showed late in those second and third games uh, and the, just the significance of winning the first two matches 3-0 is massive and that sets up some very interesting scenarios in the Poland match on Tuesday that we'll talk about a little bit later. On the Real Bulgaria quick, on the Bulgaria side, Sorry. I want to talk about Bulgaria. I it's just weird. have one more thing to about USA though. Okay. Yeah. Well, how how about Kyle Russell and Josh Tuniga coming in for aces mm. at the end of set set awesome. one and two? Like, so yeah, good. Like, yeah. I, I need Kyle, to pump you guys up a little bit. Like, thank you. I love it. Yeah. The, the first set one, we didn't need it quite as much because it was 24 20, but uh, Kyle was Russell nice came in. For, oh, it was for gorgeous. Russell, for sure. Oh, my God. What a serve. Yeah. It was perfect. Like, perfectly right on the sideline in position one. So that was awesome. Set two, we needed it. Uh, we were up. We were serving up 24 23. So we had to get a break point. And Josh Tuaniga comes in off the bench. No, no, no sorry. And Jeff Tuaniga. My name is Jeff. <laughs> My name is Jeff. Yeah, come on, Dave Rogers. I don't know what he's doing calling him Jeff for the first like oh. half the set he played. That was hilarious. But yeah, Jeff Tuaniga comes in off the bench and just like places a little lefty ace right in the corridor of uncertainty and wins it for us. So yeah, yeah. that was awesome. Sorry, now we can continue really on to Bulgaria. I apologize for yeah, so let's talk about Bulgaria. I mean, I was high on them last week. I thought that they were going to make it out of this pool and maybe do a little bit of damage. They got completely shell-shocked by, by Poland on day one, and they just couldn't quite get these late-stage leads done in sets two and three versus the United States. I really So Svetan Sokolov was good today. Uh, 15 points, 12 for 29. Well, I mean, it's okay. It's not maybe as good as we expected him to be. Their second outside hitter position is weird to me. Martina Tanasov has not looked good. And that's a, a player that I have respect for. He has not been good this tournament so far. And apparently, I, I was high on Todor Screamoff last week. We haven't seen him at all. He hasn't played a single point just yet. So it's been Asparu Asparuhov, who I think ever, neither you or I like all that much. He's actually come in and played decently well. But that's a position 
a real need for Bulgaria, that second outside hitter spot, because you've got Nikolov. He's crazy talented, but he's 18. He's still getting his feet wet at the world championship level. Someone like Atanasov, who's been there before, has got to play yeah, better. absolutely, and you can tell by the way that Poland played and that USA played. Everyone knows to put the, the pressure on the 19-year-old, right? Like, like it, 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 it's, a, it's an absolute no-brainer. It's what Tunisia did to, to Christian Lawrence, and it's exactly what the good teams are, go- are going to do to, to Nikolov here. So someone else needs to step up for, for Bulgaria. And it, it can't like you can't put more on Sokolov's back. He's he's already he's he's already doing enough for him, no. right? Like he's already got like he's he's got twenty kills in the tournament. He's got like on on fifty four attempts. Like they're they're feeding him the ball, right? And he hasn't been fantastic. But he's like twenty for fifty four in the, on the tournament with fourteen errors, right? Only a thirty seven percent kill kill percentage. So something that's mostly because of the volume they're giving him, and they need someone to step up. And I mean. I'm not high on Asparov. Maybe you put Antanasov in and, and, and just kind of see what happens because someone needs to step up because everyone's going to put the boot to, to, to Nikolov here. Yeah, of course. I think that's well said. I mean, Bulgaria gets Mexico, so they have, they have a chance to grab a win there, but it might not be enough because they're yeah, 0-6. And that's a sketchy right spot now. for Bulgaria and to be in. Very, very sketchy spot for them to be in. And then uh, the other match in this pool today, Poland beat Mexico 3-0. Moving right along. We don't need to talk about that one very much. Uh, let's go to the last pool of today and one of the great matches that Everett, you and I have watched in quite a while, talking obviously about France versus Slovenia. Now, we know Germany beat Cameroon. Whatever. Can we, we talk about the fact that, like, I just seen one. this now, the fact that Germany had to go to 30-28 with Cameroon? 30-28. Like, they, they, push, they push France and Day in their first Not match great. and then almost lose to Cameroon in the second one. This German team is wild, man. Wildly average. Yeah, I can't be doing that. Well, let's let's talk about France versus Slovenia because this match was awesome. Eleven thousand people in the stands in Ljubljana, one of the best atmospheres. It, it was probably the best men's volleyball atmosphere I've seen in a play, in a country that's not Poland. or Brazil. They sold out. Uh, maybe Brazil. They sold out that place. They were nuts, and that was really responsible for Slovenia playing so well. Like late in a couple of those games. They, they, they pushed late in set number two. They got it done. They got set number three done, barely. And, like, the, the level of Slovenian volleyball was so much higher because they were, you know, just all the time just pumping up the crowd. It was so much fun to watch. But in the end, Everett, sure enough, late in that fourth set, 34-32, you and I both said as soon as France got that one done to send it to five, yeah. We knew it was over. Slovenia needed to, to to pounce on their chances, Mo- mostly because you they had a it. timeless a teenage earnout uh, uh, w- performance. Sorry, uh, and especially in sets three and four, and he and he was going off like he had ten points in uh, combined for sets three and four, and you knew that wasn't going to last. And they just they were so close so many times, but this is once again this France team can just focus when it's time when they need to and get it done and i mean how many match points did slovenia have how many match points did they, did they just blow away but they they did they did well to fight back france got the set point back then slovenia would fight back but at the end of the day you knew they had to get it done in four because france was just going to be able to outlast them in five yeah, some incredible blocking, like clutch blocking from Jan Kozimarinik, man. He had a couple, like, crazy clutch reads. Uh, big one on Irvin Ingepet, big one in the middle on Shinyeze. But, yeah, then it wasn't quite enough. Uh, and it would have really turned the tournament on its head. Like, we'll talk about pool standings in just a minute. But, like, if, if Slovenia had beaten France, the, then if France, if France ends up taking second in their pool, because, I mean, they, they play Cameroon next, they can 
beat them 3-0 in their sleep. But if France had taken second in their pool and had been like an 8 or 9 seed or even a 10 seed, that would have just destroyed the rest of the tournament because that you have a tournament favorite who's going to be playing other good teams way Absolutely. earlier than we expected. So it was it was a this is a big deal. It was a big deal that Slovenia had those chances and they were so so close. But it's not going to kill them because they got a point out of this. Uh, they're definitely going to make it out of this pool. They got the three versus Cameroon. It doesn't matter what they do against Germany. Uh, they're going to advance. And because they're one of the hosts, they're going to get a top two seed no matter what. So good for Slovenia, but they had a chance to really turn the tournament upside down if they had beaten France, and they just were yeah, so close. Can we talk? Can, can, great, great match. Can't recommend enough going back and watching. Can we talk about And awesome. one of the big reasons I think you should go back, and one of the big reasons I want to go back and watch, is we've had one of our the best term performances so far by Irvin Inkabeth in this one. 29 points oh. uh, in this one. Seven points in the first set. Six points in the fourth. Seven, or sorry, seven points in the fourth. Six points in the fifth. Like, Dude was on fire. I think he led scoring in four, four of the five sets, four of the five sets in this one. And the crazy thing is, is that when you watch him play, and getting to see him at VNL this year was such so magical because he's so unassuming. Yes, he comes up sometimes with massive plays, big digs, you know, big serves, you know, big kills and, and whatever. But the rest of the time, he's just casually chipping and chipping away and and, and chizzying and going high off hands and going off elbows and. How many of those kills were clean kills? How many of those kills were? How many of those none kills of are from he's underneath and he's them. just like hit, hitting it off the block? He's such a magician. No one plays the game that like the the way that he plays. Like you know, we we talked about the way that Giba and players like Giba and Defalco like wait wait and, and taking taking information. This dude is just chilling out there. Like that's why he's able to do some of the, some of the stuff that he's done. He's just phenomenal to watch. It's unbelievable, and it, I mean, he's what is he? Thirty? He's thirty-one. He he can have he can play for ten more years if he wants to at this play style because he's so ridiculously skilled. Doesn't rely on his physicality that much. I mean, he's got a great arm, but he doesn't jump that no. high. He doesn't have to. He reads he reads the game at such a crazy level and has one of the best offensive toolboxes we've ever seen. And twenty-six for forty-six, three errors led the match in scoring at fifty percent efficiency. Like, what? What yeah. more can you and say? Like, he just—he's so skilled and has such good control, both of his body and the ball, uh, and that he just fits in so well. Like, I don't honestly—I don't know if he fits in with any other team in the world, right? I think he's the—I think—I think he's the type of player like that's like, and who who's who's fantastic in a like like he's almost like a Draymond Green type who's just way more polished and then he fits perfectly for for this one system but like I don't know if he works at Poland I I don't know if he, he if he's a good player for Germany you know okay never mind it's Germany but but you know like does he go in and start like it, it, it's just a little <laughs> bit it's just a little bit different but maybe, maybe that's a stretch that he wouldn't be a starter but he's not the superstar that he is without the rest of this French team around him. Like we're getting comments right now about like Jania and, and stuff like that. And let's be bald, let's be honest, Prisar is 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 phenomenal. Oh. That's why this French team is is so good. But uh Jenny had dug a ball today. I think it was a middle ball. He like turned around, just like kind of allowed himself to get hit in the back of the shoulder. It went straight up in the air, and they won the point off of it. It was absurd. He, the dude is the dude. He's is a, a, wizard, he's a wizard, and he's crazy. Also, like makes. if you're a young if you're a young kid. Don't watch Jania Grabenikov play libero because he's technically and like like the way he plays it is 
is, is, is you wouldn't teach it, but he has such a good you feel for it. the game. You have such a good feel for the ball. No. So you just, there's so many times where I watch plays and I'm like, why is he charging that seam? And the next thing you know, he's getting a dig in the middle of the court. And like, how did he read that? It's, you know, it's, it, this France team is, is really special. And I mean, I think they're really poised to make a deep run if they can stay sober, sober the night before a match. <laughs> another good point in the huge, chat kevin tilly huge. came in for trevor cleveno and played well and like we, we mentioned last week that one of france's few vulnerabilities is if cleveno has a bad match and uh they he was okay uh but i agreed with the move he, to bring tilly was, in and he, he really was helped, massive so, for them. he was uh, getting blocked he was getting kills he was he was he was passing yeah, well the fact blocks. that he's back healthy for them cannot be understated enough that's a huge that's a huge tool to have in that that toolbox can't believe some people used to think that kevin tilly was washed up and the only reason he was getting playing time for france last year is because his dad was the coach you know clearly clearly he's proved that wrong especially especially in this one and the fact that they've got you know clevno tilly and then if you still got luetti down on the bench a lot of depth on the polish left side right now so that's a heck of a roster top to bottom. So yeah, France gets this one done. Uh, they avoid a, like a total tournament changing upset. And that brings us to the pools. So let's take a look at some of the standings here and just kind of try and project what's going to happen over these next three days because we'll, the next time we'll talk on this show, Everett, is Wednesday night after pools are done. We've got a lot to be decided between now and then. A couple of pools are a lot more interesting than others. This one, group, uh, Pool A, no. not interesting at all. Serbia already beat Ukraine. They're going to beat Tunisia. They're going to beat Puerto Rico. They're going to finish 3-0. They're going to finish with nine points. And if they, if they finish 9-0 in sets, then they're the, like, probably the worst that they can be seed-wise is fifth. And that would be crazy because there's a good chance that it's going to come down to them and Italy. They both go 9-0 in sets. And then maybe if, if a certain thing happens, if the United States finishes three and oh nine and oh in sets it'll actually come down to point ratio uh, to decide who gets those seeds but serbia like we said their their biggest hurdle is out of the way they're going to win this pool they're going to go nine and oh probably and they're going to get a really good seat so no drama there keep moving pool b a little bit of drama here because brazil uh brazil still has to play qatar so that's an easy three zero win they're going to finish they're going to win the pool they've already clinched a spot in the round of 16 and they're but they're going they're going to finish with eight points not nine so that means that the highest seed that they're probably going to get is a six, uh, maybe a five if some crazy things happen. But there's a good chance that they're going to be fighting uh, for like a six or a seven seed in bracket, which is really interesting. And then Cuba and Japan both still have great chances to make it out of this pool. But they this, play this, each other. I think that's a massive matchup because if Cuba can if Cuba can come it's away huge. with a three nothing win, where does that put Japan? Right, that puts Japan zero and six, and in a serious, not only in a serious jeopardy to to not move on, but if they do move on, they're going to be in one of those lower positions. Right now, ultimately, at this point, you know, probably what's going to happen is Slovenia is going to be in that second position, so that two spot is really going to be interesting. But still, are they though? I, I'm, I'm. We'll get to that in a second. I think there's a very good chance Slovenia is possible. Yeah, we will. We'll talk about that. But still, I think this Cuba versus Japan matchup cannot be more understated. And the way Cuba played against, like, like right now, just on paper, Cuba looks way better than Japan, right? Like, like Cuba brought it to Brazil, and they could have taken that match multiple times, right? And they, they, they had it in. As I said, I wouldn't even give them that like a fantastic rating. Like I'd maybe give it like a seven point five, maybe eight out of performance levels for Cuba. I don't even know if I'd go to it, go to it, go to eight. Um, like no round scores, that's a rookie score. But um I like seriously, like I think that Cuba versus Japan match 
on Tuesday is going to be massive. And like what happens if Cuba comes out with a three, nothing win, which they could very well do, which they could possible. They very, they very well do. Where does that leave Japan? It's, this is going to be one of the most fun matches of the tournament because the teams couldn't be more different in their play style. Completely, completely different. And you can make an argument for every possible result from 3-0 Japan to 3-0 Cuba. Anything in the middle of that is possible, and I have no idea how to predict it. It's going to be uh, just really interesting. It's going to say a lot for how this tournament goes. I I do think Japan can still make it out because even if they get swept, they'll be three and six in sets with three points. That's probably about where Bulgaria is going to finish. It'll come down to point ratios, but they'll still have definitely a chance to make it out in third. But like you said, if that happens to them, they're going to get probably maybe even Poland in the first round. No, and that's not no, going to go you're, well. you're, you're probably right. But uh, I think there's a good possibility that maybe we get three teams uh, from pool A. And it's probably the most garbage pool there is there because obviously you don't have Russia and you have, you have Ukraine. But like, how does Ukraine look against Tunisia? That's that's a really interesting matchup, matchup there, right? So there's there's some going to be some things happening. But man, if... Japan can't get the the job done about, uh, against Cuba. They're going to be on the bubble, and that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, and good point about Pool A because even though Serbia is going to win that pool, there will be at least one more team that comes out of there. And you're right, there's a pretty decent chance that two come out of there. And who who is that bid going to be stolen from down the line for maybe a better team mm-hmm. in a harder pool? Uh, just a quick reminder about how the, the the seeds work. This is really important. So 16 teams make it out of pools. You get, you know, if you if you take top two in your pool, you make it out, and then you take the, the six teams that finish third, rank them. The top four of those six make it out into the round of sixteen. Seed wise, though, the seeding is really important. Seeds one and two will go to Poland and Slovenia because they're the hosts. Uh, who gets the one is just depends on who finishes higher. So they'll rank Poland and Slovenia head to head, and whoever finishes higher after pools will get the one seed, and the other will get the two. After that, three through 16 is you just take all the teams that made it and you rank them in order. So that's why we're talking about every single set, match, even every point matters a lot because it's the, the ties aren't just going to be broken by like standings points. It's going to be broken by set and ratio point, point, and like, probably even by 100% ratio. And, and that's why I'm looking at this Japan team right now and that loss against, against Brazil and, and how how clean it was like how, how what's their minus point ratio right now for for, for japan you know it, 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 it's it's not, not good, good. So that that's a serious that's a serious issue like even bulgaria is pushing like like only losing by like two points to to, to the u.s u.s interestingly right? enough i'm looking at point ratios right now japan is still in positive point ratio because they beat qatar even True. worse than okay. they got that, beat that by is, Brazil. that is fair okay so the, the so that so that that helps them. That helps their cause. But yeah, uh, Japan versus Cuba. Even if both those teams make it out, the winner of that match will have a significantly 100%. better bracket draw. So let's move on to Pool C, and this is one. Of, this is the really really interesting one here, and it goes back to what I was just saying about Poland. Uh, auto, they they already know that they've qualified. They're they're six and zero in sets. They beat Bulgaria and Mexico, no problem, like we expected. They know that they're in, and they know that they're either a one or a two seed. So now. Everett, I, I want to I tell you this to get, get your thoughts. Poland, Poland should not even try to win versus the United States on Tuesday. It benefits both Poland and the U.S. If, the, if Poland just lays down and lets the U.S. win. And here's why. Poland's already in. They know they're a one or a two seed. Uh, even if 
if they if they lose, if they lose to the U.S. and Slovenia wins, Slovenia would have seven points. Poland would have six. So Slovenia would get the one seed, assuming they beat Cameroon. And if Poland loses to the U.S., like I'm saying here, they would have six. So Poland would be the two seed. But if if the if Poland allows the U.S. to win, especially if they win three zero, then the U.S. would be nine and zero in sets, and they would be right up there with Italy and Serbia for seeds three through five, right up there at the top. It would come down to point ratios, but if Poland plays to win, the best they can do is you know win the pool, guarantee themselves the one seed. That's not going to matter that much, but they would then send the U.S. to sixth and three in sets, which would put them right at about eighth or ninth in the seeding. And that would mean that the U.S. and Poland would play each other again in the second round of the bracket, mm. and nobody wants that. Neither Poland nor the U.S. wants to see each other that early. So it benefits Poland to let the U.S. win this match on Tuesday, get a better seed so they don't see each other in a meaningful match until much later. What do you think about that? It makes sense. It does make sense. I'm just having a hard time seeing how the Polish Federation would think about throwing a world championship match in the process of your potential three-peat on home soil like how do you how do you justify that to the fans what we don't think we're good enough to beat the usa in round two is 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 that what is that what it is furthermore your b lineup is still stacked right like what you're 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 gonna (laughs) go with for and and kolek on the left side you're like you're gonna go with uh um kashmarik uh on on the right side like you're gonna go with low match, like what? Like your t- your 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 best lineup is still probably gonna go toe to toe with the, the the USA, right? And there's a potential that like maybe something happens there because you're gonna tell you know, Thomas Fornal and Bartosz Kolek to go in and lose. No, don't yeah, don't win. So this right. this is where I'm I'm seeing some some holes in it specifically, right? And it's just it would seem it would be so transparent. And I think that's something that I don't think Poland has the balls to do. If you're Polish and you're in the chat, let us know. What do you think? Do you think your federation? I saw I saw one of our Polish friends earlier in the chat saying that honestly he agrees with this, and I think that's that's kind of a a, a counter to that argument. Like, can you allow your Polish fans to see a match at home where you just lay down and die? The Polish volleyball fans are smart. They know the situation. They know the math, and they know that it probably benefits them uh, to let the USA win this pool. Now, there's a lot more to it than math, and it always gets really risky when you try and game the system in a tournament like this. Sometimes it backfires catastrophically, but does the risk outweigh the reward for Poland of playing their starters? I mean, injuries happen. If you don't need to put like Semenyuk and Janusz and Szlivka and the middles and Kurek especially, if you don't need to run those guys for a game, it might benefit you both for like the standings and for just your team's physicality. Give some of the key guys a day off. If I were Poland, that's what I would do. I think you play the bench. You don't tell them to lose, obviously, but you make the strategic choice to prioritize some other things over winning that one particular match, maybe for the good of the run later in the tournament. And obviously I'm hoping for this because I'm a USA fan. I want us to win the pool because it would be significantly better for the United States to take about a four seed ish and have a great draw we would have a phenomenal draw at that point we would either get italy or serbia in the second round 
Uh, we would get Slovenia in the semifinals, which I mean, is better it obviously, than Poland. It obviously makes sense why you want it. Of course, yeah, of course I want it. But I mean, but you 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 can't deny it. the math makes sense, and I'm really curious to see if they choose to like if they if they go for that sort of strategy. Yeah, I I I really don't see it um, because we've already got Polish fans in this in this in the uh, chat here saying absolutely not ha- can't happen at Katowice. Is that how we say Katowice? There's another is there's another uh, question saying Katowice. 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 Yeah, that's yeah, that's what Piotr. Thank you, Peter, in the chat. Um, uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be very spicy. Regardless, like Poland versus USA Tuesday, huge stakes, must watch. Regardless of what ends up happening there. So let's let's move on. Let's move on to Pool D, and we talked about this. France one, is one last thing though. I okay, think okay. This is the last, like the first match since Poland crushed them in the semifinals at VNL. Like that was a statement match. The USA crushed Poland. That's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying. So you think they're gonna like step up against them after getting crushed the way they did in the semifinals, like embarrassingly, and kind of with their 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 tail between their legs with all of their 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 backups? Like, how do you think Bartosz and Sim- like Kurek and Semenyuk and all those boys feel about that? I'm just I'm just saying. I think there's 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 a lot on the line here. And also, like, I think the FIV would be pissed about that. But I digress. Let's move on. I Again, it, it, it's for it's a, a decision to be made in pool play that affects the the runs, the stretch run down the tournament, which is obviously more important than one match in pool play. So we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on to Pool D, France. We talked about it. Uh, France is going to win this pool. They've already beaten Germany and Slovenia. They're going to they're going to play Cameroon. They're going to win. They're going to finish three and zero with only eight points, though. So that means that Brazil and France are going to be battling. It's going to come down to point ratio. Uh, they're both going to have the same exact set ratio. Uh, they're, go- they're both going to have eight points. It's going to come down to points between Brazil and France, probably for the sixth seed versus the seventh seed, if I had to guess. And if it does, in fact, end up that Poland takes the two seed, then that would set up for either Brazil or France versus Poland in the second round. And that would be insane. So France is going to win this pool, but because go, going to five today, it does, definitely does change things. Slovenia, by the way, uh, because they got a point from today, they're going to make it out. They're going to get a one or a two seed. They're going to play, uh, let's see, they're going to play Germany, and the, I, I would think that they would have to try and win that match. If they get three points, they'll be one of the best second-place teams. Not that it'll matter. They all have seven points. It might be more than Poland six. Slovenia might be the one seed in the bracket, Everett. It's possible. Yeah. It's 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 definitely possible. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think I don't really see Poland Poland throwing it, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, hey, I think I'm really interested to see what happens with Germany in this one. Can they can they take a set off Slovenia? Can they push it to five? Maybe right. This German team's so weird, and you've got guys, but you don't have guys. So I, I think if any team could have kind of almost lull the Slovenian team and their fans to sleep, it, it might be Germany. Um, so <laughs> like, it, they're, they're, yeah, Germany's weird. They're, they're, they've been a wild card all summer. Yeah, ex- exactly. So it's just, it, to me, it's just like so interesting to see what's going to happen with all the third, pl- the third place teams, because it's going to be such a crapshoot. Speaking of a team that's trying to get to third place, we've got Canada in pool E. Now they're in fourth right now. Don't, don't worry about that because there's only one match that's been played in that pool. Uh, like like we said, Italy's going to win this pool. They're going to beat Turkey and China. They're probably going to go 9-0 in sets. They're going to get a great seed. Now, the battle will be between those other three teams. Uh, we saw how China performed against Turkey. It was not good. So Canada tomorrow morning against China, like we said, is an absolute must, must, must win. Yeah, 
hundred percent. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, every game from now on for Canada is a must win. You know, you got the the one off your back, uh, and they need to they need to turn around tomorrow morning five a.m. Canada time. Obviously, um, it's not going to be five a.m. five a.m. for them. Um, but it's tomorrow is an absolute must win, and um, I won't lie. Like I'm nervous. You know, I'm I'm confident. I think I th- I definitely think we can beat China. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, but I, I I'm I'm nervous. You know, this team is uh, is still is still growing. So it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a nervous morning for me for for sure. And then it I'm interested to see how Italy and and Turkey do because uh, I think that Turkey thinks that they can take it to Italy, right? I, I think Legumgia thinks that he can he can to take it to Italy. And um I think that Turkey in general just kind of has maybe an Iranian type of, of mentality um that they just kinda kinda want to go for it. Uh so it it, it 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 could get it could get a little interesting between those teams, you know. Yeah, if Never, Turkey can like China's not gonna take a set from Italy, but Turkey it could. And if they do, it'll really be big for seeding because their set, Italy's set ratio would then be worse than we expect Serbia to finish nine and zero, so there's going to be a battle there, like seeds three through five, probably Italy, Serbia, and maybe the U.S. So uh, that would be big, but the, the drama is definitely going to come with who takes second. Like, can Canada can Canada take care of China, and then can they put up a fight versus Turkey and maybe leapfrog them and get like that guaranteed locked advancement spot as a second place team? That is what we will find out over the next two days. Uh, last but not least, because we're, we're running out of time here, this is a long show. I love it. This is this is a weird pool. <laughs> pool F this, is a weird pool. It's the best pool for me. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's incredibly fun. So the Netherlands, they got their easy one out of the way. They beat Egypt 3-0. So they're in first place right now. But again, there's only been one match played. And Iran and Argentina beat up on each other. It went to five. Netherlands still has two hard matches. There's no guarantee that they even get another point in this pool. I think that they can, but I really have no idea if they will. And then it's going to come down to can Iran, like Iran's going to beat Egypt, that no problem. So they're going to have the leg up on Argentina in that way. Argentina needs the Netherlands to really play really well against Iran. Then Argentina needs to beat the Netherlands. So there's this weird triangle going on at the top. I think, like we said last week, could easily be a three-way tie at two and one. Very possible. I think it's going to be that. And even furthermore, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that all the Argentina, Netherlands, Iran games are going to go to five. (laughs) All of them? Yeah. Yeah, and all Dude, three teams I, are all three teams are going to finish with six points because they're each going to have three points, two points, and one point. That's that's this is this is this is my my prediction. I love that prediction. I can totally see it. I can right. totally see it. There can, this is just this pool has weird vibes. It has weird five setter vibes. Is there's honestly, if you are any team outside of Pool F, you're looking at Pool F and being like, I want one of those guys. Absolutely. I want one. I want. I want one of those teams because they are going to be so beat up, and there's really not a true favorite in the in this group, right? Like, there's not one of the big the big teams or someone who who can be a big team. This is a team of wannabes, right? Like, sure, Argentina got a bronze at, at the Olympics. Good for you. You know, I'm I'm happy you're 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 you're, you're happy and, and all of that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think whoever wins and comes out of this group is going to come out of it limping. I think that's a really really good point. And even even though somebody's going to win this pool, if it's only at six points, their seed is not going to be that good. And I, I think you're right. I think some of the other teams seeded in the top six or seven or eight teams, they're going to be they're going to be salivating over a matchup against whoever wins pool F. 
I would, I, I do think, actually, let's, let's talk, are we done talking about the pools now? Oh, no, wait, there's one more graphic. Sorry, you go, you continue, I apologize. Uh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have the graphic for it, but the, the, there's other drama about who are those third third place teams are going to make it out. And it's it's not worth, really worth looking at in the graphical sure. way right now because some of the teams have only played one match. But, I mean, think about it. There are some good teams that are really on the bubble right now. Like one of the three teams in this pool, Netherlands, Iran, Argentina. I mean, there might be two teams, like three teams making it out of this pool. Maybe not. So Canada, by no means a lock just yet. Like maybe Germany, like maybe they make it out. Maybe they don't. Maybe Bulgaria makes it out. Maybe they don't. Maybe Japan makes it out. Maybe they don't like that. And then again, like we talked about, maybe in pool A, a team like Tunisia might make it out, even though they're probably not one of the best 16 teams in the tournament. So there's going to be all sorts of weird stuff going on of those third place teams trying to make it and i think by this time tomorrow after those other three pools play their second matches we're going to know a lot more yeah i i do have a few criticisms of this format if if i may absolutely first and foremost i do think that like like after the poland and, and slovenia situation first six spots should go to the first pool six winners pool pool winners yeah then the next six spots go to the to the second place finishers and then the next six spots down because just as you said it like if if those three teams go go two and one and they each beat each other each, each beat each other up in, in five setters and they only have six points apiece you know then you have them all clumped in the, around in the same spot so i don't know if that's the case i hope it's the case i doubt it's the case that that requires you know a decent amount of forethought actually just an average amount and like we don't really have that in volleyball um <laughs> <laughs> the the second thing that I'm really a, a, like a little frustrated about is why is this tournament so damn short? Like, why are we trying to get it out of like a shotgun? Why are we doing six matches a day? You know, like the, it's the, a lot. The, like it, it's a lot. Like what's like you're getting no crowds in Slovenia for these like early morning matches. Yeah, the 11 a.m. local time matches are tough. They're really it's, tough it's, to watch. They're playing four matches a day in Ljubljana. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because they had to reorganize this tournament last minute. That's I, I, it's rare that, that we give the FIVB the benefit of that on things. But I am like, going to give it to them not, this time. You're not telling me that more Polish shitties wouldn't have stepped up. They're playing like two pools in Katowice and four pools in in Ljubljana. Like fair like, point. Let's let's just spread it out a bit, a little bit. Like the world in the World Cup, you'll play like what like two matches a day, maybe four matches a day, sometimes max. Like 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 soccer World Cup, but you're not getting matches at the same time like we are with this. You know, so let's let's just slow it down a little bit take down the matches per day we don't need you know it's the world damn championships we don't need matches every other day like in the in, once again soccer world cup you play a match like what every four five six days like it's 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 way more like let's, let's slow it down let us enjoy it a little bit we don't need to be in this shotgun of volleyball i don't need to be d- dual watching the the world championships vnl sure world champs no let's one game at a time let's just go one game at a time watch one game at a time enjoy one game at a time very fair criticism yeah i don't like that there's a lot of the time there's two games in the two different places happening simultaneously i want to be able to like if i want to actually watch every match and i'm like tomorrow i'm looking at tomorrow's schedule i'm not going to watch iran versus egypt i'm not no. going to watch that 100%. but if i wanted to i should be able to watch both that and serbia versus puerto rico but they're all in the same time so yeah. just for example and more Here's so the schedule on... again just just yeah. just for a little visual yeah, uh, and sorry, just and more so, just on like the little, the little like the dual screen. I just, just we, I'm just we just, I just wish we had we had better. But yeah, so looking forward to the next couple of days because we got to wrap up the show. We've been on this for far too long, even though it's been awesome content. The next time we'll do one of these Wednesday night. So this this coming Wednesday, August thirty first, uh, we'll hop on a show 
same time, same place, right after pool play is done, when we have three more days of matches worth to digest, and we know the seeds one through 16 at that point. Uh, but before then, there's three days of volleyball. So tomorrow, Canada versus China, 5 a.m. Eastern, huge, huge massive, match. Massive. Argentina versus Netherlands tomorrow. That's at 8 a.m. Eastern. That's a big one as well. And honestly, that's that's kind of it for tomorrow. Uh, Ukraine plays Tunisia. That could be interesting. Italy that plays Turkey. That, that could be spicy. That yeah, also, but, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that. But the big ones are the first two. Uh, Canada and China, then Argentina and the Netherlands. Uh, looking forward to Tuesday. Brazil, Qatar, who cares? Japan versus Cuba, massive. Big, huge, big. Huge deal. 8, big. 8 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday, Japan versus Cuba. That is enormous. Mexico, Bulgaria, who cares? France versus Cameroon, who cares? Slovenia versus Germany. Uh, we'll see if that has a whole lot of significance. It might not. But then there's Poland versus the United States. And we just talked about all those hypotheticals. So that's at uh, 2.30 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Uh, big deal. Even, regardless of the results, it's going to be really important for the tournament. And then Wednesday, uh, Argentina, Egypt, who cares? Uh, Canada versus Turkey is a big one. That's 8 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. Uh, Iran versus Iran versus Netherlands is a big one. And that's kind of it. Ukraine versus Puerto Rico, whatever. Italy versus China, not even close. Uh, Serbia versus Tunisia, not really. But yeah, um, the Canada match is a big one there. And then Iran versus the Netherlands on Wednesday. Yeah. Honestly, it's uh, once again like it's a shotgun. So many matches per day, you can't watch all of them. But still, I'm excited. I'm hopeful for my can- Canadian team. I think we're going to see a much better performance tomorrow. I think tomorrow is going to be an ego boosting performance. I think we're going to be able to kick the crap out of China, no matter what they're saying in their own little team uh, chat boards over there. I mean, you just got three donged by a team that lost to Denmark, <laughs> so um, you can go whatever and, and do whatever. Uh, but yeah. Three donged by a team that lost to Denmark. Put that in the nine by nine hall of fame right there. That, that, <laughs> that was a good one. That one just kind of, kind of came to, came to me. I was decided to go no, fil- no filter on, on, on that one. Um, but yeah, awesome. well, as I, as I said before, I think we're going to go two and one and win a first round playoff game. If we do that, I'll be supremely happy and anything past that is a win. And I think we can do it. Okay. Uh, so that's it. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday night. Still three more full days of drama to go on the show. Join the Volleyball Source Discord. That is very important. It's been absolutely popping off these last couple of days. The link is in the description for the best online volleyball chat community in the world. Then it's not really even close. Are we uh, 800 members yet? Yeah, we're over at 800. Unbelievable. So uh, that's very important. Great place to follow along with the tournament. We will be back here on the 9 by 9 on Wednesday to wrap up pool play and preview the brackets. Uh, anything else, Everett? Or can we uh, let the people go for the weekend? No, that's uh, go for the weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. As Rob said, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. Join the Discord. Check out that volleyball store. We forgot to run that uh, uh, run the ad. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys on Wednesday. Peace. Peace.